Welcome to the Livingstone Bible Church podcast. Livingstone Bible Church is located in Union, New Jersey, where we build lives on God's Word. It was so strong that I was like, ah, oh, this is too much. But then within six months, the point two five I was wearing, I, I couldn't even see well. So I, I, I went back to the doctor. I said, ah, the glasses, they are broken. The doctor started laughing. I mean, it's like, no, the glasses are not broken. Your eye muscles weakened. I said, but it wasn't as the week as this six months ago. What happened? What do you mean weakening? What are you, t- what are you talking about? My, my eye muscles are weakening. He said, in six months, it's deteriorated where you need to go to the next level. So I picked up. I went back to Walmart. You could buy, you could buy six in a pack. Okay, I bought the six. I had one in the car. I had one in the office. I had one I carried with me. I had one with my Bible. I had one everywhere. So I'm good now, 0.5. I thought 0.5 would take me another five years. Six months later, 0.5 is like, I'm, I'm looking at it, I'm, I'm, like, I'm struggling again. I'm sharing this story that, to, to show that all of a sudden my vision began to weaken. Amen? Amen. And so it is in life. That your overall vision deviates. You are you you, you, you stand out. First of all, I, I think for the past few weeks you should know that there are people that have no vision. Amen. They have no clue what life. They just ended up in this world and they are hoping that you know they can stumble through and succeed in life. Let me tell you something. You cannot find anybody successful without a vision. A vision is the overall, overarching guidance where God says, you know what, this is the direction that I want you to go. Let's remind ourselves of certain scriptures. Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2. And we have gone through some of these scriptures, but sometimes we need to um, um, revisit them to be alive. Amen. Ephesians chapter 2, starting from verse 8, I believe. It says, in fact, let's back it up to verse 6. But let's back it up to verse 4. Amen. It says, verse 4, But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in our transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. And God and God raised us up with Christ and seated us in heavenly realms in Christ Jesus in order that in the coming ages he might show his incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. Then he says again, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not from yourselves. You can't save yourself. You can only believe in the one that has the ability to save you. Verse 9. It says, not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork, 
created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. That means before you are even formed in your mother's womb, God had planned and purposed your life. And so when you need a vision, when you come into this world, you need to know God to know what he created you to do in this world. You are not an accident. Can you tell your neighbor, say neighbor? Neighbor. I just want you to know. I just, I just want, want you to know. know. You didn't end up in this world by accident. You are a planned man, woman of God. God has a plan for your life. God has a plan for your life. Amen. Amen. No matter how you stumbled into the world, God didn't wake up in heaven and say, eh, I wasn't expecting Christopher to be here. Well, how did he get there? Please go call Angel Michael and Angel Gabriel and all the other angels. Sign them up. I'm going to shoot all of them. How did Chris end up in this world? He was not supposed to come in 1966. He was supposed to come in 2026. No, he got the, he, he, no, no. God does not deal with us like that. Amen. Amen. But when we come into the world, God wants us to know him. And God wants us to know him so that we may understand what we were destined to do. So that we may know why we, he created us. Many are faltering through life today, not knowing. They can't find success because they don't know. They don't have the vision of their lives. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You have to get a vision. A vision is general direction of where you ought to be, what you ought to do. It's not a specifics. Amen. Amen. A vision is something like, you know, if you don't have a vision, today, even our colleges, they give students the first two years to sort themselves out. You know why they do that? So that you can get a what? A vision. What do we call that first two years? You are undeclared, right? You go into, you enter into the school, but you are undeclared. You're still trying to what? Why do they allow students to say go on the Because you need to have a what? Amen. You need to have a vision. Do you want to be a medical doctor? Do you want to be an accountant? Do you want to be a lawyer? Do you want to go into business? Do you want to go into sports? Do you want to go into physics, chemistry, biology? Do you want to be a teacher? And the list goes on. You have to have a vision. You cannot graduate college undeclared. <laughs> I, at least, not that I know of. I mean, keep me honest here. Can you graduate college undeclared? No. 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 You have to graduate with what? A degree. A degree in something. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You have to figure something out. They give you time to figure it out. In each field of study, you can break each field of study down into many, many things. But you need to have a field of study. For example, if you say you want to go into law, you're going to go to law school. You have to come out with some Understanding that there are various ways to practice law. <coughs> Criminal. 
compliance. What other laws things are there? Labor and employment. And the list goes on and on and on and on. You can't just say, I'm a lawyer. Uh, of what? You go into a medical field. You've got tons of fields of practice. Emergency room, general practitioner, surgeon. Uh, what else? Huh? Internist. Which one? Anesthesiologist. Yeah. Gynecologist, dermatologist, and, uh, and so you have to have a vision. Your vision is medical school. Your vision is medical. Your vision is the Then when you get into it, you begin to find out where is your liking. Have you ever wondered why there are some people who like gynecology? And some people who like surgery, and there are some people who are who like general practitioners, and there are some people who, you know, I never know it even existed. Some people go into medicine to become to they train in medical school only to run hospitals. They are not practitioners. Administrative. They go into the administrative. Thank you. They go into the administrative section of it. Have you ever wondered why one person is a, wants to be a surgeon and another wants to be a general practitioner? Huh? No, nobody falls into it. It's what you like. Have you ever wondered why you like what you like? Because it's coded in your DNA. It's a gift of God. That's why we're reading Ephesians. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God had before, ordained that we should walk with them. God created, God loves flavor, and he created so many flavors of every type of profession so that all these things are working for the good of whom? Those who love him. If everybody is a general practitioner, we will all be dead. Because every time you show up in the doctor's office, he will say, ah, you know what? Yeah, here is a Motrin. Here is a Panadol. Here is Mersic. Here is Alamuku. Take it. He will just be, you will never, if we, if, if you needed surgery, surgery, there's nobody to do it. Because everybody is a what? General practitioner. So anybody that needed surgery will what? Uh, I guess. <laughs> They'll give you fork at night. <laughs> Go have it. Have at it. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. What we need is the same thing with the field of accounting. There's so many vast of types of accounting. Glory to God. Hallelujah. God created us and he expects us to come to him to have our vision okay, corrected. To have our vision to know where we're going, what we're to do. I see God sometimes like that medical doctor that I, what they call the uh, eye doctors, that's another type of doctor. Ophthalmologist. In fact, which is, no, no, no. There are different, different, different yes. Eye doctors. Opticians, ophthalmologists, ophthalmologist, 
Maybe I'll go out two, three times a week. That was it. I will it, it, it's typically drive to New York, driving back. And so I have eight hours to spend. Guess what I was doing? That's when the scripture says, wherever you are, put yourself to what? To walk. I go back to the office. I started asking everybody, what did this company do? Oh, you're an accounting firm. We audit banks. How do you audit banks? This is what we do. Where, where do you need help? Anytime I'm in the office, I'm always asking somebody, how can I help you? How can I, what can I do? And they started giving me work. Oh, I need you to make copies. I'll go make copies. I need you to do this. I'll go and do it. I need you to do that. One day they said, oh, do you know how to do computers? I said, wham. Computers, I'm your man. That's right. I'm your man. <laughs> because I was doing mechanical engineering, I was taking computers. I was taking computer science courses. And he said, oh, well, so I started reading on my own on how to do networking. I taught myself how to network. There's nothing in this life you cannot teach yourself. YouTube. I started networking. I networked all the machines in the office. I networked all the printers in the office. What do you think was going on? God was preparing me for what? As I was doing all this mundane stuff, it looked like mundane back then. I didn't know where it was. One day they said, oh, you know what? This guy called down sick. Can you go in the field since you are doing computers? Maybe you can pick up some accounting work. I don't know what to do. I went out in the field. They're just looking for somebody to be billable. I went first day. I came back. I did all the work. I did it to them. He said, ah, how did you do all this? I'm a smart guy. I learned it. I did all the work. I gave it to them. Next week, nobody was caught. But the guy says, you know, I need an extra hand on this job. He says, okay, let's go. Guess what? Within two weeks, I was going out on the field five days a week. Five days. Because I was billable at the rate of $150 an hour. And they were paying me what? $20 an hour. For them, it was what? Jackpot. That's it. So the guy says, I will only use you on the day I want to drive myself, but keep making money for me. <laughs> and I said to myself, you know what? As I'm making money for you, I'm also learning. And so all of a sudden, I know how to do fixed asset audits. I know how to do business continuity audits. I know how to do uh, 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 mortgages. Socks. I knew how to do socks. I learned how to do every type of financial audit until I got bored within six months. I said, hmm. And then they said, oh, well, you know what? We need to network our, we just opened an office in Philadelphia, I mean, in, in, in uh, what's your school? King of Prussia, right? Valley Forge. King of Valley Forge, by, by Valley Forge. I said, oh, really? Okay. Uh, that is called what? Wide area networking. I've already learned how to do local area networking. Yeah, this is an opportunity. Let me learn. I applied myself. I went and taught myself how to do wide area networking. And I connected the offices. And while I was doing that, the IT audit director now saw me and said, hmm, if you know how to do this technical stuff, you need to come work for me. I said, 
What do I have to lose? That's right. And I jumped into IT auditing, which is what I'm still doing today. Why am I sharing these stories with you? One door opens, and because I was willing and obedient, Isaiah chapter 1, verse 19, he says, if you are willing and you are obedient, guess what? You will eat the best of the life. Six months after I started doing IT audits, the IT audit director resigns. Guess who stepped into the role? And I was doing that for the organization until one boy came along and says, Chris, you're wasting your talents in this place. And he took my resume and took it to submitted it to a recruiter. And that's how I went into the corporate business, into the corporate world. And I got my first corporate job at UPS, starting with sixty five thousand dollars in nineteen ninety-nine. One door. Some of us, God will open a small door for us. We say, "What? Yeah, you despise it. Yeah, I want to make. I don't want to make it now. It's too. It's too much. I, I'm believing God for big job, hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Or sometimes we get into one place and we settle down. We think we have. Ah, glory be to God. I have arrived. No, my vision is big. Even now, at the age of 53, my vision is big. My vision is what? That's why I don't ever let any member, Venusa, Venusa, she and I talked like three, four times this week. She says, Pastor, every time I want to give up, your voice is in my head saying to me, you're coming after me, you're going to spank me, I'm going to deal with you. And it keeps me going and going and going and going. I don't let any member of our youth group, I don't let them rest. What's my, if they're going to remember me, they will remember me for the man that says, A is so easy to get, everybody should be getting what? Straight A's. Because it's so easy. Right? It is so easy. It is so easy. There is nothing else you do. Yeah, you unless you tell me you're working sixteen hour days, or, or tell me you're working for three, four jobs. So you know, then I'll say maybe you go for B. But if you're not doing anything else, all you're going to be school, you should be you should be getting straight A's, straight A's, straight A's, straight A's. Appearance, there's nothing like I have arrived in the world. I'd rather die what. Trying. I say I have arrived. Mm-hmm. I have to keep believing. The God that I serve is God of the cattle on a thousand hills. Gold and silver belongs to Him. He is the owner of every piece of property, land, assets, money on this earth. And you know who owns all of that? God owns it, and I want my piece of it. I always joke with my wife. The Bible says, go get your money. I got to go get my what? Look at your income. 
I tell my kids, don't look at me. Get your own work. It's out there. Go get your own money. You just want to believe God and work for it. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Are you getting something out of this? Yes, Pastor. Isaiah chapter 55. Isaiah 55, and I'm supposed to actually read the whole of this, but I, our time is far gone, I can't read it. Amen. Amen. Mm. If you don't preach me happy, I'm preaching me happy. Amen. Amen. Verse 8, I wish I had time, we'll, we'll read through the whole thing next week. Verse 8 says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, oh my God, so are my ways higher than your ways. My thoughts than your thoughts. God puts and uses the distance between heaven and earth to describe how far he is from us. Amen? Amen. We can only draw closer to him. Some says may be achieved with those scratches from. There's a reason we put the writing there. Be God. If you are God conscious, you will overcome everything. If you are God conscious, victory will come to you. If you are God conscious, God will bless you beyond your own dreams and imagination. If you are God conscious, allowing God to lead, to guide, to direct, to give you a vision. Oh my goodness. When I was young, I think I shared my story. I failed out of high school because I had no vision. And then I went crying to God. Finally, I got on my knees. I humbled myself. And God says, well, you know, what you're going to do this summer is you're going to read. And I read my math book. And I read my physics. And I read my chemistry. And when I took my jam, this was the beginning of the next school, school year. I had to go and retake my, my Before the class was before we even got to class, I knew front to back everything that a teacher was going to teach. Because I had what? God gave me the vision. He says, this book is not complicated. Just read it. And I sat there every single morning. My parents would head off to work. Beginning of summer, and I'll sit there and I'll just be open one page. And then I go to the back of the page when I finish the chapter, I will do every single question. That's how I learned to learn. And until I got till I till I finish all my math classes at NGIT, I never got less than an A in math. In fact, I love math because math is very simple. It's either you know it or you don't know it. 
It's something you don't know that you don't know. And once you learn it, it's not something you just easily forget. It's not something you easily forget. Some people have it. for certain subjects. There are certain subjects that are they come easy. I love history. I love literature. I love biology. I could have been a medical doctor had it been that I understood. But I just didn't, I just believe that that was not the direction God wanted me to go. Amen. Amen. The most challenging courses for me were physics and chemistry. But even then, I conquered them until I got to my final year. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. One of my kids, oldest one, he never took an exam in physics, right? Why? Because even in college, they always exempt him from it because he was a natural. There are certain things we are strong and natural and have the ability. It doesn't mean that we shouldn't have the general knowledge of other areas. But you need, God has wrapped your vision in your DNA and you need him to unravel it so that you can know it, so that you can pursue it, so that you can achieve it. That's what's Vision is not for the weak or the person who does not want to do anything. Because it requires seeking God and it requires applying yourself. And all the examples I'm giving you, there's a reason I'm walking you through those examples so that you can know that that has been the base, the bane of my success. And if it can work for me, it can work for you. Amen. 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 It can work for you. Ask the Lord. Give me my vision. I'm reminded of the young man who went to his father and asked his father for his what? His inheritance. I always admire that of the, of the young man. He says, give me what is mine. Now, it's a different story, but at least he had the ability. He and his brother had all the access to all those things and he didn't know. We always talk about the, uh, what, what, what do we call the boy? The, 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 the prodigal son. We always blame the, we always focus on the prodigal son. Have you ever wondered? It's a problem with his brother too. He just, I call him a donkey. He just sits there, do everything nice and good and then solves. Anything. I don't have anything. That's what. So, so, so now I, I say that to say this: that there are two kinds of Christians: the prodigal ones and the donkey ones. Who don't ask? The scripture says, "Ask that your joy may be what." When was the last time you saw a successful person and scheduled to take them out? So that they can share their kingdom. But you're so stingy, you think you 
you're worried about a five dollar book that you're going to buy for them. It takes money to raise what? Money. At least once a quarter, I will take my boss to lunch and pay for it. Even though he makes three, four times what I make. You know why I do that? I'm trying to get something for us to make things work. Didn't you have to buy coffee for those folks at Rogers that gave you the scholarship to go to UK? Yeah. Oh, it, it, yeah. Well, it's UK. Okay. What do you mean? Europe. Europe. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Italy. I was there. Yes. You. I'm the only one in my street where the garbage truck, when it comes, well, they will go pick my garbage from the, the back, back of the, of the house, house, empty in the truck, and they will take it back. You know why they do that? Because every Christmas, yeah. I always bless them. I give money in an envelope. I know them by name. Nobody else cares about them on the street, so they don't get the treatment. <laughs> I'm waiting for one of my neighbors to come and say, why are they always doing that for you? It doesn't cost me anything. 60 bucks, 23 of them, 60 bucks a, a year, that's difficult. I give them. The Bible says, the, how does the scripture put it? The, the generous, oh my God, my brain is dying. Your gift will make room for you, but there's one that, you know. The generous will never lack. Don't come to me. But what I'm trying to say is, you're generous. Life will be generous back to you. People will be generous back to you. Give, and it shall be given back to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together, running over. Shall men what? He didn't say it will fall from heaven. He says men will what? Men will what? Give back to you. Give back to you. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you for the precious word that you have ministered to us today. We receive it by faith. We thank you, Lord Almighty, for the abundance of blessings that has come from you. Father God, I pray that the Holy Spirit will expose and expand and, 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 and make each one of us to mull over it until we get it in Jesus' name. I believe it will work for us in Jesus' name. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. God bless you. Thanks for tuning in to this week's Livingstone Bible Church podcast. We hope you were richly blessed by this podcast. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram.